Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi, I love our show today. You know why? Because it's so upbeat. I love it too, Mom. And we're going to talk today about finding love after loss. Yeah. I mean, we have known so many widows and widowers in our world, and it can be such a sad thing. And people who've lost their partners, and for everybody who's watching this show, I... I love it because our message at Open to Hope is helping people find hope after loss and giving a voice to grief and recovery. And that's sure what we're doing today, isn't it? Absolutely. And our two guests definitely have found hope after loss, which is a beautiful thing. So introduce them to us. I will. They're so cute. Okay. Rob Zucker, who we've known for a long time. For years. We've watched him through his journey, mom. We've watched him go through severe pain and grief and loss and then go through that tunnel and come back on the other side to hope and healing and joy again. Uh-huh. So it's so awesome to have him on. And we are now meeting his life partner for the first time. I love it. Teresa Waybrew. Welcome to the show. I love that you here, are here together as a team. Yeah. Uh, Rob is a widower. He's a grief counselor, an author, a teacher, a public speaker. He authored the book, The Journey Through Grief and Loss, Helping Yourself and Your Child When Grief is Shared. And Teresa is the director of marketing and admission for Christopher Heights, an assisted living facility. She formerly worked with women who were grieving and she lost her life partner. And now they are, they both found each other and they are now life partners, which I love. And they are starting the next chapter of their wonderful life together. So welcome to the show, Teresa and Rob. Welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey. My wife, Andrea died um, about a little over two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And she had around a, a year and a half of, of dealing with pancreatic cancer. It was a terribly difficult and still is, you know, painful time. Of course, that's one thing I think is important that people know we never forget them. You know, you know, ever. Right? And you don't replace them, yeah. you know. So like, yeah. I was very, you know, very actively grieving. I was left with two children uh, who were adults and I had and two grandchildren were recently born just about four months before Andrea died. I had a very good marriage. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was very, very happy and I had the expectation. You, you did have a good marriage, by the way, because I remember you and Andrea together very well. Yeah. You enjoyed each other's company. You enjoyed each other. You were very connected. It was devastating loss. In addition to the fact that we had this long illness, well, not particularly long, but very devastating, painful illness and his death, I, my, my profession kind of ground to a halt because I, I just stopped everything to be her caregiver. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a long period of time of caregiving and then uh, this, this emptiness that I did. And that's really kind of what, you know, what was going on. I, I was really uh, lonely. I uh, was not ready for another relationship, although I wanted one. I went on a date the summer before Teresa and I met, about six months before we met. And it was... It was, I wasn't ready. I just I had such clarity that I did not want to be with anybody. I wanted to be with Andrea. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I, and it was it really hit me like, like a lead balloon. Like I just, I just, you know, I, whatever I think I want, I'm not ready for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of 
just let go of that idea. Of, and I and I stopped. I never that when you know did online dating. I never did any of that stuff. And I just said, okay, I'll see what happens. You know. But I had some women who were kind of like circling me. I bet. <laughs> Circling you, I know. <laughs> Look at that smile. How could they help but circle them? So, Teresa, tell us a little bit about your journey. My story is very different in that I had been in a difficult marriage for 25 years, got divorced, and then was alone for quite some time. And then I met the love of my life. And uh, Rick and I were together for three years, three very quick, amazing, short years. And unlike Andrea and Rob's journey, we had a very tragic um, and sudden death. So he died um, of cardiac arrest in my arms. I woke up and he was gone. Wow. Um, so it was very different. And um, I, I went to a really bad place. Because you felt like, why should I live when, when he's not here? He was dead. I wanted to be dead. Yeah. It was challenging for my friends, for my family. I didn't allow support in. I shut myself off. It was a scary, scary time. And I never wanted to be in love again. And if Rick was dead, that was it. He was going to be my, the hole in my heart that I would light a candle for and hold there. And I would never have that experience. And how long ago did Rick die? Um, three and a half years. The interesting part about the story is that both of you had very significant and deep love for the people in your lives that have died. Yeah. You were, you had, I mean, you attached on a deep level and you both thought, you know, maybe this is, I'm not going to get into another relationship. I mean, who knows if I'm going to be able to go there, you know, again, and you, yet you found each other, which is so amazing. It is. It's such an incredible story. Um, how did you end up finding each other? Cliff notes of it are uh, after Rick died, I did come back to life and mm -hmm. the light switch went on for me, a sense of awareness. And I can now look back and see the gift of his death in that it traumatized me so much that I was able to appreciate the play of this moment and manifestation and all the things that, you know, make a life meaningful for mm -hmm. me. So in the fall of 2018, I decided that although I wasn't really ready, I could think about what it would feel like to be in love again. And what would that feel like? Not mm -hmm. where would that person live? What would they do? All the things that many people think about when they're looking for a new partner. You go on match.com and you have to fill out what they do for work or all these technical things. I didn't care about that. I wanted the feeling of love in a way that would be able to hold my, my grief, honor my grief, and also um, really honor me for who I was because of that grief. So Teresa, it sounds like you opened your heart. How do you do that? Well, I think the writing of it was really helpful for me because mm -hmm. I knew I still had love left to give. Uh, that love that I lost um, wasn't gone. I wanted to do this without crying. It wasn't gone. It really catapulted something inside of me to realize the value of love in our lives and how quickly it can be physically gone, but they never are spiritually gone. So I wrote and wrote and wrote. And then what I did was I took that writing and I recorded it into my cell phone on a voice memo. What would love feel like someday for me again? 
and I would listen to it every morning before I got out of bed. Before I went to meditate, I would put the phone to my ear and listen to that voice recording. I love this. I love this for those out there that don't believe it's possible. Yeah. It really is a manifestation. And so this was really important to me. And then my phone broke a couple weeks before Christmas. <laughs> so I went to the store and they said, you need a new phone. So I got a new phone and they downloaded all my photos and my voicemails and everything. But the next morning when I went to listen to my recording, it was gone. I was pretty devastated, but then I realized I had sent it out to the universe. I knew what I wanted someday. And when the time was right, it would work out exactly the way it was supposed to. And so that was two weeks later. We both were invited to a New Year's Day party by a mutual friend. And um, I went hesitantly. Rob went hesitantly. Yeah, I, I didn't really want to go, but my, my buddy who's going really encouraged me to go. And so, so we went to the party and um, a, friend, a man came up to me and said, you know, what do you do? Hi. And I said, I told him what I did. I was a life coach. I was a heart math coach. I worked with primarily women who were grieving. And he said, oh my God, you have to meet Rob. Any advice that you have specifically? Is it different for a man and a woman? I don't know. Well, I guess I'd say a couple of things. Be uh, ready for some challenges, I'd say. If you're open to it, yeah. But it wasn't, you know, I want to paint the picture like this has been really easy. You know, we're both you know, adults, we've long life, long histories prior to, uh, to this relationship. We have a lot of stuff and, you know, coming together with a lot of stuff and then coming and, and Teresa moved into my house with Andrea, it was my house with Andrea. That was not easy for her. Right. And what we had going for us was, and what I recommend for people is that they, they honor each other's love for the other. I often feel like I'm going to, I'm going to force them. It's not just us, it's Rick uh -huh. and Rick is my friend now. You know, know? We've, gotten to know, yeah. we've gotten to know the other partner through stories and uh -huh. experiences that they had. And, um, and through other things. And got, through their things. There's a right. glass, of, there's two glasses in the cupboard in the kitchen. I know that they were Rick. And, yeah. and I, I'll choose, I chose not to use Rick's glass today deliberately because <laughs> I wanted to have my own glass, yeah. you know. But sometimes I'll take out Rick's glass. That's kind of what, what we do. It's always there. We have a picture, a portrait of, uh, one is a picture of Rick and Teresa. And one is a picture of me uh, and Andrea. Right. We had on a piano, didn't have a piano anymore. We had it on a piano. And in the middle, we had a picture of the two of us. Now tell me, what about the stuff, though? I, how did you get your stuff in the house and how did you get him some of his stuff out so you could fit your stuff in? Yeah, and that's really, it was really hard for me in the beginning because I came into not only Andrea's emotional and spiritual space, but physical. It was, yeah. it was their things. And so really understanding and trusting in Rob when he said to me, yes, I'm ready to do this. Let mm -hmm. me do this. And that meant a lot of hard work. What about the emotional piece? Yeah, I think for me, it was really um, focusing on myself and really spending the time spiritually and emotionally mm -hmm. to pay attention to where I was and to get to a place where I was okay with myself. I was grieving. I was in a lot of pain, but I really spent a lot of time focusing on writing and doing things that brought me joy because when I was in a joyful place I could hold both I can be grieving but I also had joy 
And I think that that gave me the ability to even think about potentially having love again in my life. But it was a lot of work. We had similar paths in that regard. I, about mm. a few months after Andrea died, I, uh, I started meditating. I went to the Barry Center for Buddhist Studies, and I really got kind of launched in meditation there. I joined a Sangha. I meditated weekly. I had a daily meditation practice. I wrote. I started very, very actively writing a memoir that, that, that when, I, when, I, when I met Teresa, I kind, of, I kind of stopped. But we're just talking now about my starting to write again. Uh, but the story that's different. It's a story about about us as well. I mean, mm -hmm. I about my my loss and my grief and my family and my relationship uh, to Andrea. And now the story is revolved. Well, like you said, Rob, the story doesn't end when Andrea and Rick died. A chapter ended, but the story, your life story, didn't end. And the interesting thing is, at the time, you thought it did. And like Teresa said, the pain was so great that you weren't sure if you even wanted the next chapter. Totally. And I think it just, I know that Rob, you've been in great pain too, because I've, I watched you in your journey, um, you know? And so the fact that you guys went through great pain to the point of how am I gonna survive, do I want to? And are now in a space where you have love and light and joy and you have a continuing bond with Andrea and Rick is so incredible. You're so inspiring to everybody out there who doesn't even believe that there is a possibility of love after loss. And I think mm -hmm. the only thing, Heidi, that I would want to add is for someone who's listening to perhaps has younger children, you know, mm -hmm. we're fortunate in that our children are grown. I have two grown children, as does Rob. So, you know, we have the time to spend, to write and to read and to walk and do all those beautiful things. You know, someone who's got little kids, it's not an option. Many right. So it's it's navigating that and figuring out how you can spend those precious moments doing that, even if you have children. I love that. And I would also direct people towards Rob's book if they have small children, because I think that would be key. I mean, again, it's the journey through grief and loss, helping yourself and your child when grief is shared. I so appreciate you guys being on and, ta and taking on this topic. And it is a beautiful thing to see where you are today. And I know that Andrea and Rick are your guiding lights and continue to be so. So thank you so much. And for everybody out there that has lost hope, please lean on mine, Teresa's and Rob's until you find your own. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.